Welcome to episode 43 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted beer cities across the U.S. I'm your host, Brian, and welcome back to our virtual tap room. This week, Laura and I enjoyed the Graham Amber and Strawberries and Cream Vanilla Bean Blonde from Infusion Brewing Company. We were joined by the founder of Infusion, Bill Barabek, and while we dealt with some technical issues, uh, we still had a great chat about building a brewery in a deli, uh, the show Man vs. Food, and something called Beer Liquor. So check it out on this episode of Brews Less Traveled. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. And uh, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back. To bruise less traveled uh another episode great to be back here and great to have laura back thanks to all of our subscribers for joining us on another live stream all right so today we are going to be we're going to be talking to infusion brewing company we're going to be having two of their beers the strawberries and cream vanilla blonde ale and the gramber graham cracker amber ale try saying that five times fast because i have stumbled over it every single time i mention it I'm really excited to try it though. And then later on today, we will also be introducing our guest, Bill Barabek, and he's the founder of Infusion Brewing Company. So like I said, let's let's dive into these beers. Are we ready for that? Yes, very much ready. Uh, Laura, I don't know what you were doing today, but I had a lovely day in the woods. I was backpacking yesterday and today, so I am very pumped to be uh, drinking on the stream in the comfort of my own home tonight. I was going to ask you about that if you didn't bring it up, because I want to hear, like, what was your favorite part of this hiking trip? I'm so intrigued. Where were you at? So we went to uh, the Allegheny National Forest, which is about, which is northeast, two and a half hours from Pittsburgh, where I live. And um, it has my favorite Pennsylvania terrain, which I can uh, just call Boulder Forest. And if you've been in one, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you and if you haven't, then you're probably like, what the hell is Brian talking about? But yeah, it's a very nice, dense forest where there's giant boulders everywhere, um, and it's really cool to walk through. And it's also weirdly like a big Sasquatch town. Like there's like big Sasquatch enthusiasts in the town just outside of that part of the national forest. So I think they think Sasquatch lives there too. I did not see Sasquatch. Can't oh, confirm. I was gonna say, did you get a picture? <laughs> No, I saw that a coyote. Would have been, that would have been incredible. Ooh, a coyote. That's fun. Hopefully he wasn't coming towards you. Going away. He right. was. And then I got up and it, it ran off. So like it was good. I was making coffee, probably smelled the coffee and the other food. But yeah, uneventful. I am loving this strawberry, uh, strawberries and cream, vanilla, bean blonde. That is the first beer we're drinking. I don't think we said that yet. But yeah, we cracked open the strawberries and cream, vanilla, bean blonde ale. Mm. Yes, and I'm excited to talk to our guest about this because this beer is, well, the vanilla bean beer, we actually mentioned it last week with our guest, Brian, he brought it up, the vanilla bean was one of his favorites, and that's one of the base, or that is the base beer for the strawberries and cream vanilla bean, and there's a bunch of different variants that they actually make, and so I am loving this one, but I'm excited to see what other flavors he mentions as well later on. When I was in town, I believe I tried the base vanilla bean blonde, and it was so nice and refreshing and drinkable. And and to have this now with the strawberries layered on top of it, that's what that's what's so nice. You could still get that creamy vanilla bean 
underlying beer and then there's this layer of strawberries that just sits on top of everything like a strawberry shortcake you know i mm -hmm. think i'm getting my metaphors strawberry shortcake either either strawberry shortcake or just strawberry and vanilla ice cream mixed together that's what i'm mm. getting especially with the creamy texture within this beer i am i'm loving the sweetness of it the creaminess it's a really good mouthfeel on this one yeah, it's very cool. And I mentioned I was in I was in Omaha exploring the cities like I try to do for every city we feature on here and actually got to visit uh, Infusion's original location in the Benson neighborhood, which is really cool neighborhood. Um, the Visit Omaha page actually describes it as uh, the old market's weird cousin or the old market's goofy cousin or something like that. Omaha Visitor's Guide was another cool addition in our um, box this month to do a terrible segue again. King of terrible segues here. Uh, but to mention Benson, there's some really cool stuff about Benson in this Visitor's Guide. And it is a very cool, I, I, could, I could see that that name for that area uh, or that that... That, that reference for that area it, it is like you can see how it has the old world style old world building structure kind of like the old market but it definitely has an eclectic vibe to it and uh was probably probably my favorite part of the visit to omaha was exploring the benson uh neighborhood yeah, all of those touristy things you get to do. Oh, I'm jealous. I think I'm going to have to go to Omaha. I think I mentioned that in one of the other episodes. I'm going to have to go here and visit all of these different places because they're, they're so much fun. There's so much you can learn, so much history. And I love that the visitors bureaus have been able to help us out and get this content in the boxes for you guys because there's so much within these magazines where you can learn about the city, but also the history and events that are going to be coming up. And I mean, I know just from talking to future cities, which we won't mention, those are all secret as of right now, but we've got some really cool stuff for you guys coming in later too. And yeah, that's the goal of this podcast. Like we love that we can get you beers uh, to you that you could drink at home and, and you can enjoy these. But eventually, like if you ever make your way into Nebraska and you could stop in o Omaha, we want you to stop in these breweries. We want you to go to Infusion and Benson. We want you to go to Brickway in the old market. We want you to stop into these places. We want you to go to one of the Thunderhead taprooms and experience this because this is why we do this. There are these little uncharted cities in terms of craft beer that have these great local breweries that you can uh that are situated in these beautiful little neighborhoods with quirks and eccentricities and uh it just makes for a wonderful addition to any trip that you might be in that area stop into these breweries visit these places try to get these experiences so without further ado yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think we should bring on our guest here to talk further about this uh, beer and our other beer tonight and everything Infusion. So please join us all in welcoming the founder of Infusion Brewing Company, Bill Barabic. How's it going, Bill? All right, good, very good. Oh, so you boy. tried the strawberries and cream. Yes, we're working through uh, strawberries and cream. What are you drinking tonight, Bill? What am I drinking? I'm drinking. Um, I'm drinking a Dunkel, uh, our Bilder uh, Dunkel, which is a, a German German style Bavarian Dunkel that we actually got the recipe from uh, a friend of mine who owns a brewery in Bavaria, and he was gracious enough to share the recipe with us. So we we brew this beer on a regular basis, and I I love German style lagers. 
and so this is kind of one of my go-to beers yeah when i was in uh when i stopped into the tap room we were talking about that and you also shared something that you make uh either from the the dunkel or like that goes side by side with that beer could you explain that again uh to me and to our audience yeah so this brewery um that we stumbled upon it's been gosh it was 1999 it was my first ever trip to Germany uh, on, a, on a beer exploration trip. And we went over there and we, and we went to this brewery and they had this wonderful, um, you know, Munich style, Bavarian style Dunkel. But they also had a, um, what they called their beer liquor. Yes. And, the, and the beer liquor, what they would use to make the beer liquor was... Um, they took the Dunkel and they, they boiled it down and got rid of all the carbonation, basically, uh, added a bunch of, uh, different spices to it and also then fortified it with alcohol, uh, to get the, uh, to get the, get the proof up. And then they serve it, you know, in a, in a little, in a little mug with a topping of whipped cream and it's just you know it's a great kind of after dinner you know digestif or whatever yeah. but and so so we we do the same thing here now he's kind of showed us you know he, he not only flew over here for two days and we we brewed brewed his beer which is a family recipe from this brewery it's it's, it's uh, i'll put a plug in for him it was Braurei Eck. that's e-c-k in Bobrock, Germany, uh, Gerd Schoenberger, awesome guy. He's actually the mayor of the town as well of Bobrock. Oh my God. <laughs> and this brewery's been in business since the 1500s. And it's been wow. in his family for like eight or nine generations. So he, he not only runs the brewery in the town, but he's also the mayor of the town. And he's, he runs a Gasthaus there. If you're, if you're ever in Germany, I highly recommend an overnight stay there. It's in a beautiful uh, setting um, in northern Bavaria near the Czech border. Anyway, you show me pictures. Story. It was it, it looks unbelievable. It is it is it, picturesque. It's, a, it's a, just a it's yes it's it's what you would picture you know a, a little German village brewery being. It's 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 so quintessential in that regard. So. Uh, highly recommend it. Uh, we're going there in July again for the like the twelfth time or whatever. But he's wow. always just this gracious host and um, loves, 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 loves uh, having having people there to, that appreciate good beer. Very cool, definitely. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about infusion itself. How did you found infusion? Like, tell us that backstory. We'd love to hear. I don't want to go on for like an hour here, but uh, long story, try to condense a story. Uh, I was working for a big corporation and was uh, part of a downsizing in a corporation. This was back in 1995. And at the time, you know, prior to that, when I was working for the corporation, I traveled all over the country and and i was kind of like a uh oh a startup person a conversion person a liaison 
trainer for this company. And in my spare time in the evenings, I would go to, if I, would, if I was somewhere where there was a brew pub or a beer bar, that's where I was at. I mean, I was already, I, was, <laughs> I started in craft brewing, you know, drinking craft beer in the, in the really actually in the early 80s, early to mid 80s, I was drinking craft beer. So when I got let go of this company, I was like, all right, you know, I don't want to work for another corporation. So I, so I, I went into the bar business and I founded Omaha's first craft beer bar, which is called the Crescent Moon Ale House. It's, it's still here. That's where I'm at actually tonight, where, where I'm coming to you from. And we, uh, we, we, we've ran that place uh, since 96. It's still the, you know, one of the, one of the, the, what I'd like to think is the best craft beer bar in town. Definitely unbiased opinion. Of, yeah. Unbiased, <laughs> completely unbiased. <laughs> but in, so in, in, uh, nine, what was it? 2000 and, uh, uh, 12. Yeah. 2012, I guess around, uh, around 10 years or so ago, uh, a buddy of mine had a building. You mentioned Benson in your uh, kind of in your introduction that you you know we, we that we we spoke at our original um, brewery pub and everything in in Benson. And my my uh, friend of mine actually owned that building, and he was getting ready to sell it and move out of town. And it had been a it, it had been a meat market. Uh, butcher shop, whatever, for the longest time, you know, 70, 80 years. And wow. so I was just like, all right, this is kind of cool. I mean, this is, this is a really up and coming neighborhood. It's kind of a fun neighborhood to be around. Lots of, lots of stuff happening in this neighborhood. It's, it's really lives here. rejuvenating. And so I bought the, I bought the, I bought the building. Long story short, I bought the building and we put the brewery in there and that the, the brewery opened in October of 2013. So you touched on it that uh, your original location is in Benson, but your production right. brew you, you moved the production brewery uh, in into into like Southwest Omaha, uh, and right. uh, what they call the Exit 442 business district. Um, right. You're 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 one of a handful of breweries in that area. Could you tell more about the the next step of infusion in in that area? Right. So yeah. So we 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 opened in. The fall of thirteen, uh, and then about two years later, we set lease for our production brewery. Um, because of the vanilla bean blonde that you mentioned, we had kind of outgrown our facility. We only had a seven barrel system there. We had no capability or no space for packaging or anything like that. So we we signed a lease to open up a brewery, uh, our production facility out in this southwest part of town kind of more of an industrial area and as it would as there were at the time there were two other breweries that were within about a mile or so of us and subsequent to us signing the lease within about six or eight months later there were two other breweries that signed leases as well so now we have five breweries in that in that neighborhood all within you know, a few minutes of, of one another. And wow. yeah, we've been there since, I guess, the spring of 16. 
So we've been in this building uh, six years now. And that's the one that's your back, the backdrop uh, that you guys are drinking in tonight. Yeah, right? <laughs> our virtual tap room, yeah. Yeah, your virtual tap room. That's our production facility tap room behind you. So I went to the original location, the Benson location, okay. which is the old uh, building that I was built in like 1907, I think is is what I read. Yeah, that was the meat market. That was the Olson's, the Olson family, which was a, which is a Swedish family who, who, who settled in Benson, which at the time was a separate, was a separate town, but not, not part of Omaha. It was on the outskirts of Omaha. Uh, so they established their their meat market there, and just the way the building was set up, it just kind of lended itself to uh, to being, you know, a little brewery and tap room facility. So, so yeah. <laughs> when you took over that building, was there anything from the butcher history that was lingering that you had to kind of clear out, or was it was it pretty empty and ready to go? Uh, no, it was amazing. We there were actually the basement still had they raised live uh fowl there so they raised ducks and chickens and turkeys uh, in what is now the brewery and then they would take them downstairs to butcher them if you will uh without getting too graphic i guess uh but they had still there were still the foundations and the the, the framework of the boiling pots for oh my these God uh that we had to take out there were um the it was a you know a meat market so they smoked a lot of meat there were two giant smokers down there that were built out of you know brick and mortar that had to be removed as well so there, there was actually quite a bit of remnants and and also also remnants of the shop itself with the mosaic floor the tile on the uh the tile on the walls the tin ceiling that all had to be remained in place because we were going for a um a national register of historic places designation so we had to be really careful about what was demoed and what was not or what could be demoed and what could not be demoed definitely it was probably an undertaking (laughs) and the Uh, tap room reflects it too when you're in there it, it feels like a, it feels like the old shops that I've been in in like South Carolina and Asheville, North Carolina. It, it it has this old American feel to it, and it's just it's a great place to have a beer and uh, um, also some beer liquor. Definitely. And Kit Kat said in the chat, hopefully those boiling pots weren't repurposed. And so on that <laughs> note, I think it's about yeah. Time that's what you drank. Uh, our- yeah, the strawberries and cream were was uh, fermented in those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no yeah. But, but on that note, let's, let's open our second beer here. We have the Gramber, the Graham Cracker Amber Ale. Who is ready for this one? I know Scotty already dove into it, you sneaky. Here we go. All righty. I, uh, uh, a, a personal kind of note here local local favorite here in pittsburgh grist house is is located in an old butcher shop and they actually still have the old meat hook that they would hang the full size like cow butchers and and pig like carcasses on um and they still have it hanging right in the tap room uh yeah they still had down in the basement they still had like the the tracks you know where they 
yeah hook the meat onto and they do <laughs> then they would run them around on the tracks or whatever to... this is smelling good i'm excited about it bill can you tell us about this i always want to say grahamber but it's it's gramber ale like a graham cracker yeah. can you tell us about this beer yeah this was one of those uh beers that we made it you know it's it's kind of like the vanilla bean blonde that we made we made the base beer which is just an amber ale and then we just wanted to have fun with it and i think there's a brewery i'm trying to remember where it's at now out west somewhere but they make a i think it's in denver they make a graham cracker porter it might be denver beer company or something like that but they make a graham cracker porter and i, and I always thought that you know uh, a graham cracker you know who doesn't like graham crackers it's kind of a nostalgic type thing so we turn this into this graham cracker amber and i think it goes well with the beer it it, it complements the beer it's fairly easy drinking i don't think it's i don't think it's too overly sweet but um it's it, it it's it's just a kind of a fun a fun beer to drink that's uh has that you know especially if you're sitting around a uh a campfire or something like that maybe making some s'mores this would be the perfect complement to that you know to this uh you know you know to that setting you know to make it perfect so we re usually release this beer in uh late fall so uh november ish time frame so it runs you know november december january the cold months i guess if you will uh when you're when you're more apt to want a nice kind of you know warmer where you, maybe you're sitting by the fireplace at home or something like that so this beer only comes out during the cold months of the year and that could be that could be a long time in in nebraska uh, oh my this god this month with this year was this year was a very mild winter for us. So, um, really, anyway, it was still drinking. It was uh, it was twelve degrees when I was there. So <laughs> that that uh, I must have been there on one of the not so mild days. You picked a, yeah, you picked a bad weekend to come visit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't so, think there were any. There was any snow though, right? I don't think there was any snow when you were here. No, maybe a little dusting as I was coming into town, but uh, nothing, nothing crazy. It was just that it was just that temperature and the wind. Whew, it got me. Right. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> it was a little bit chilly that day. Now let's take a beer break and talk about one of the iconic landmarks of Omaha, the Bob Carey Pedestrian Bridge. Now this is a 3,000 foot long walkway that stretches across the Missouri River and connects to literally over 100 miles of hiking trails. It offers a wonderful view of the Omaha skyline, speaking from experience. Uh, also speaking from experience, on windy days, the suspension cables shake and make for a less than comfortable experience. Here's a clip from my trip to Omaha. Yeah, like that. Uh, don't let that deter you though. The bridge is wonderful. Uh, it is a marvel of human engineering. 
and the bridge is named for U.S. politician Bob Carey, who was born in Nebraska and served as its governor from 1983 to 1987, and its U.S. senator from 1987 to 2001. Now let's get back to the show. So let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit, jumping back to um, your original business that you you started in the beer world, the Crescent Moon. In researching for this episode, I stumbled onto your IMDb IMDb page, which I do for every guest that has an IMDb page. I didn't page. even know I had one until <laughs> Laura mentioned it yesterday. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess. Crescent Moon was featured on Man vs. Food. What was what was that whole process like? That was yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, we were on Man vs. Food, and this was I guess probably two or three years ago. I guess maybe three years ago, something like that. So yeah, I mentioned Crescent Moon. We're we're located across the street from where the Reuben sandwich was invented, which was the Blackstone Hotel, and so when we opened up the crescent moon we we felt like you know it was it was only fitting that we have a reuben sandwich on our menu to pay homage to our neighborhood and our reuben's become very popular uh along with our you know craft beer it it, it draws a lot of people from around the country as well but um so people that produce man versus food got wind of that and they wanted to come here and film it as part of their part of their Omaha episode. Yeah. Uh, so we weren't we weren't part of the food challenge. It was just kind of like their their episode where they featured you know they they featured us and another restaurant and then they did the food challenge at a at a third restaurant uh, where you know Casey ate some sort of you know obnoxious amount of food. <laughs> but when he came As here, he he were, they were they were just here to to film us. You know, and how we make our Reuben sandwich and why it's so popular and, and such. So they were here for about eight hours to produce about eight minutes worth of, you know, so you can go out there and yeah, it is out there and I'm in it and I'm making the Reuben sandwich for for them and all that. And we ate the Reuben sandwich and it was fun. It was, yeah, it was a long day. We had, we, we started about 7 a.m. and finished up around four o'clock in the afternoon when they finally got all their shots and everything like that in. But yeah, it was, it was kind of cool to, to be on that. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn down that opportunity for sure. It was, it was a very cool experience. And it's interesting seeing how TV shows actually produce themselves, like all the different steps that go into it. I was actually able to be an audience member of American Ninja Warrior in Atlanta one year. What? I know it was amazing and we, we didn't even start until like 10 p.m. because it had to be dark out and we were there from 10 p.m. until like five or six in the morning filming all of the audience scenes for the show. So I understand that whole production process for TV shows is just it's wild. It's crazy. I mean, they they spent probably an hour and a half to two hours just filming what they called food porn which was where they were like, just like, like, like when we, when we make a sandwich, they were, and they had the sandwich like laying open and they, they had a, they had a, they took a shot of a guy and he was like drizzling the thousand Island dressing all over the sandwich. So it was just, 
and it was just all these different angles and shots and it was this is gratuitous was, yeah it was and and you'll see that if you watch the episode you'll see like you know just a few seconds or whatever mm-hmm. uh, of that but yeah there's like an hour and a half of them just of just them filming close-up shots of this of, of a sandwich you know for god's sakes they got to get the money shots you have all right that and that's yeah that's what it is that's that's what they call it we got to we got to get our our food porn shots out of the way and then and then they do the audience shots and then they you know and then the they, you know and then they do all the kitchen shots <laughs> and you know the, wow. the interviewing the talking the banter shots and all that so it's all and then they just all you know, mesh it all together and make it look like it was mm-hmm. all, you know, done congruent, congruently or whatever. So exactly. Oh, that must have been really exciting. Let's move on a little bit. So I know you have a biannual bean fest that you host at your brewery. So fill yes. us in exactly what this festival is <laughs> and what is involved. You know, you guys drank the strawberries and cream tonight. The strawberries and cream uh, is a variant is a seasonal variant of our vanilla bean blonde. So our vanilla bean blonde is what what made us become a production brewery because we we really had no plans of doing that. So the the bean fest is a celebration of our vanilla bean blonde and all all the variants because it is a it is a very easy drinking beer and it's very easy to enhance it with other flavors. So we have fun with that twice a year we hold this little uh festival in our uh at our production brewery in the summer it's outside in the winter we clear out the brewery as much as we can and we cram a bunch of people in there and then we do all these different variations so we come up we try to come up with as many variations we sit around and brainstorm okay what flavors can we come up with to that that will go well and some of them are hits and some of them are misses but we we just have fun with it and so we'll do like we did a churro or we do a cinnamon roll or we do um uh, uh, let's see what do we do blueberry pancakes um oh my god we do nutella did i read Gosh, pickles Pickle? We did pickle bean. Yes, we did pickle and spicy pickle. Uh, spicy pickle. Those were actually, yeah, those were actually uh, pretty, they were pretty well received, especially the pickle. The spicy pickle might have gone, we might have gone too far with that, but uh, <laughs> but the but the pickle itself was um, was excellent. And we've, we've actually subsequently had that on tap a few times, just as a surprise type thing like and it, and it makes a really it's 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 good i mean i i was really skeptical on the pickle bean but it 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 works uh so you, for whatever you said, reason you said spicy pickle didn't work out we had somebody ask in the chat what what were some of the other misses that didn't didn't necessarily work out what were some of the other yeah everybody wants to know failures i know right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> always <laughs> Right. Um, well, blueberry waffle didn't didn't turn out all that great. That was one that 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 didn't didn't quite hit the mark. We did one uh, recently that was eh, we wouldn't do it again. It was a king cake uh, one oh. for like a, a Mardi Gras Mardi- type deal. 
That one was eh, not not overly well received because a lot of people don't even know what king cake is supposed to taste like. Uh, we didn't really even know what king cake was supposed to taste like, but you know, so we took a shot at it. We did one. Well, we didn't actually do it, but it was funny that you mentioned that about failures or whatever. But uh, my uh, one of my 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 social media uh, people they uh, advertised on April Fool's Day that we were uh, going to release a deviled egg <laughs> or deviled egg uh, vanilla bean as a as a as a uh, as a as an April Fool's joke, and you'd be surprised how many people like commented on the on the post uh, how much you know it's like yeah i'll buy it oh man i can't wait to try it or whatever and it's like oh my god no, it's, it's a, it was just a joke but we do have a couple in the works we have um uh, that we hope will go well it was kind of a a fruit loops vanilla bean like with fruit or like fruit loops cereal that one's coming out this summer and then we'll have a uh, for the for the holidays, the Christmas holidays, uh, the, the winter holidays. We'll have a fruit cake, of vanilla bean coming out. So very exciting. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to the vanilla bean, do you think most people like that traditional base type of beer, or is there a specific flavor that people have tended to flock to? Obviously, the vanilla bean. The base is our is our number one, but our two um, and our strawberries and cream did this, this is the first year. This is the first year that we released strawberries and cream, and that was actually came out of last summer's uh, bean fest. So we usually take the uh, uh, like a vote, uh, a public vote to say, hey, what which one was your favorite? Because we'll release on a bean fest, we'll release about six different ones. And then we take a vote to see what was your favorite one. And strawberries and cream won uh, last summer, so that's the one with, that we released um, just about a about a month or so ago, about about five or six weeks ago. We released that, so that was the first time that's that's ever been out in in production in a can. Oh, that's so, cool. So, and then fruity cereal is the fruity the Fruit Loops uh, one is is the one that was. Uh, the one um, that's been asked for many, many times. So we're releasing that one. Our most popular one is pumpkin, pumpkin vanilla bean. That mm. comes out in the fall. That sounds so amazing. So we do a pumpkin in the in the fall. We'll do pumpkin, and then we usually do a short run of s'mores, vanilla bean, and then we go right into a kind of like a holiday Christmas cookie, vanilla bean. And this year, of course, we'll, uh, we're slated to do some fruitcake as well. So we nice. just have fun with it. We don't take that beer too seriously. We, we, we kind of have to take it seriously because it is our number one seller. But it, but we like to have fun with it, too, because it is just it is just a, a fun beer to, to drink and everything. And we, we know it is what it is. And there's there's so many beers out there in the market now. And we don't get we try not to get too pretentious about that beer it's just we just like to have we just like people to enjoy it not dissect it not have too much you know not just you know like analyze it or whatever just just have fun and drink it yeah it's it definitely is a is a fun fun beer um and i am right. i am actually very interested in that uh 
the the fruity cereal one. I'm gonna have to find somebody in Omaha to trade yeah. me for that one. Yep. Um, so one one question that we like to ask of all of our guests, Bill, um, we're talking about beer. We're talking about the Benson neighborhood. We're talking about a couple other things in Omaha. But what is something that you wished Omaha was more well known for? Uh, more well known for well. You know, a lot of people consider Omaha to be like, or Nebraska in general, to be like flyover country. But, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, Omaha is a city where, we're, you know, you were here. It, it's, it's not a bad city. It, it's a pretty, it's, it's a, a nice pretty city. nice, it's a pretty nice city. We have a, there's a lot of things to do here. It, you know, it's, it's affordable. It's fun. It's walkable. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's walkable. I guess yeah, I guess uh, to me it's a, and and it's and we are we're fairly you know we're fairly craft beer centric. I mean, it's a town of about a half a million people. Uh, we have about 16, 17 breweries in the town. So uh, by no means are we you know devoid of craft. We have good craft beer. We make some. There, there's some great craft beer. Uh, obviously not just infusion, but a lot of our, a lot of our friends make great craft beer in the city as well. And, and, and I do mean that when I say friends We're and, and I think you, you know, that from being in the, in the beer community, you know, that there's, you know, in the craft beer community, you know, we all work together. You know, if, uh, yep. if, if somebody, you know, if, if, if I need an ingredient or I'm short, uh, you know, some uh, some supplies or something like that. We needed some six pack rings the other day, and we went over to another brewery in town and, and borrowed some six pack rings from them because our our shipment hadn't come in yet. So, uh, and, and that happens everywhere, and that's the beauty of I mean, that's that's the cool thing about being in the craft beer community is that everybody works together. So, anyway, getting back to your initial um, question. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a it's it's a good town to visit, and, and there's 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 a great food scene here. So I think that I think that people you know owe themselves you know maybe a trip if you're if you're on the coast or whatever, you owe yourself a trip to maybe you know the Midwest, Kansas City, absolutely, Omaha, Des Moines, yeah, Minneapolis, whatever. We're all within a few hours of each other. And there is some great stuff happening in in this neck of the woods. You mentioned some really great cities there. That, right. That's yeah. Everybody <laughs> should visit those for sure. Absolutely. For sure. So obviously your beer is in mm. Omaha, but where else can people find infusion beer? You know, we are really s- strong in the Omaha area, and then we sell our beer throughout most of Nebraska. We sell it in a little bit of Iowa, uh, like basically the, the, the western edge of Iowa. And then in about another month, we'll expand into the middle part of Iowa. Let's be real. There's thousands and thousands of craft breweries in the country. We're not out there to, to be, you know, to sell our beer in all these different states and stuff like that. We are we're very much... We're very much focused on our local market, and the way we looked at it is like, okay, we're shipping our beer to we're shipping our beer across the state of Nebraska, which is 
over 500 miles long. Uh, but we're not shipping our beer to, say, Des Moines, which is 120 miles away. Not that far. So, <laughs> yeah, not that far. A couple hours away. But we're shipping our beer six to seven hours away from us to the west. Why not? You know, so so anyway, we expanded a little bit. We're going we're going to be expanding a little bit into Iowa uh, to cover the central part of Iowa. But after that, I'm done at that point. I, I <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, that'll be left for the, the next generation. If they yeah. want to do something else, then that's up to them. <laughs> and yeah, you will be the destination. So if they want your beer, they have to come. And yeah, see come you. here. Go to yeah, Omaha. Exactly. I love yeah. That. Great. Thanks to Bill uh, for joining us uh, today. Thanks to Laura for co-hosting. Um, I my sole mission in life now is to find the episode of uh, American Ninja Warrior where Laura was in the audience <laughs> and try to find a screenshot of her in the audience to share on the podcast. Uh, but until then, and until our, our our stream next week, cheers everyone. Cheers. cheers. Well, another fun conversation there. Bill was a great guest on this episode and an even better host when I visited him at their Benson Taproom back in February. You can follow Infusion on Facebook and Twitter at Infusion Brewing. Thanks for everything, Bill. Also, thanks to Laura for co-hosting another great episode. As always, you can continue... Oh, boy. You can continue to brew your Vana by heading to brewvana.com. That's where you can join the beer club and get beers shipped directly to you. April's beers have already started shipping out, so sign up today. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and untapped at Bruvana. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, stay safe, be kind, and support your local breweries.